good morning, good morning, good morning, every one of us. Good morning. I trust we all had a restful night. It's a beautiful day that the Lord has made. And um, I declare and declare in the realm of the Spirit that the purposes of God for our lives is actualized. In Jesus' mighty name. Um, I just wanted to quickly drop, I just want to quickly drop this um, voice note after we've read those testimonies so that we will not have a misconception. I also want to teach us how to handle testimonies, especially when they are not our testimonies. The reason is because God has different pathways for each and every one of us. And God expects us to wait to wait to wait for whatever He has promised us to expect them and not be in a hurry, especially when we hear other people sharing their testimony. God expects us to wait so that He can complete what He has started. So if you hear somebody's testimony and uh, they are very, very, you know, interesting testimonies, beautiful testimonies, most times we run into an error of quickly saying, ah, Lord, when will my own turn be? Ah, Lord, See, everybody's sharing testimony. That's usually the first reaction. I have been there before until God started teaching me how to wait for my promise. Now, I'm going back to the word waiting for that promise because if you hear that your neighbor has given birth and you are three months pregnant, it will be foolhardy of you to say, Lord, that person has delivered. What's happening to my own? No. You can't do that because you know that you have six months to go before your promise is delivered. So the moment you start saying, Lord, uh, why, why are you doing this to me? Why is this like this? Why is that like this then? You run the risk of aborting that promise before the time comes. So when we hear people share their testimonies, when we hear people, uh, I mean, declare, you know, the promises of God for their life, how the Lord has been faithful, what should come to your mind as a matured believer is that that is their own delivery date. So secondly, you tell yourself that, oh God, because you have done this for my neighbor. You know, somebody said, if the Lord blesses my neighbor, that means that he is in the neighborhood. So, you can imagine if they say that uh, our governor, you know, is visiting your estate and is going to be giving people, you know, maybe packages and all of that. And you hear that the, the governor is, by, is, as, is, is now two houses away from you. There is this excitement in your heart that, oh, if the governor is two houses away, then that means he will soon get to my house. So that should be your mentality that, wow, you've done this for my neighbor, you've done this for my friend, then mine also is on the way. I'm closer. In fact, that is an indication that you are closer to your own breakthrough. That should be the positive mindset rather than you saying, ah, Lord, uh, why you've done this for me. When you do that, you have shown the highest level of ingratitude and unbelief, and it is even a sin. So let me go back to waiting on God's promises. So now, waiting on God's promises, you didn't know how long that person that just shared their testimony, you don't know how long they have waited 
to steward their own promises. You don't know what they've had to go through. As women, when we go to the hospital for attenantal and all of that, they give us something that is called EDD. It's called expected delivery date. It's called EDD, expected delivery date. The woman who is sitting beside me, her expected delivery date is different from my expected delivery date. It is even expected. That date, that delivery may come on or before that day. And in some cases, it might be prolonged. Maybe they told you that you're going to give birth on October 31st. And after October 31st, nothing is happening, this and this and this and that. And there is a delay. The next thing is they tell you to check in into the hospital and you are there, the doctors are watching you. If they know that it's, the day is being prolonged, then the midwives, then the doctors take a decision to section you. You know, uh, I, I want to say that if there are people in this room whose expected delivery date is already over, or is already, uh, they've come past their expected delivery date, I come as the prophet of God. I come as, the, as, as a minister of God this morning with the help of the Holy Spirit to help section you and bring you into a place of delivery in the name of Jesus. I, I believe that is for someone. I, I by faith, push you into, into your delivery process so that your, your breakthrough can come. That is for those whose expected delivery date is being prolonged for whatever reason. But going back to your expected delivery date, it is expected. So when you are expecting that you'll be delivering on so-so date, there is a level of preparation. There is an expectation in your spirit. So that when, even when you hear other people's own and all of that, what you are focused on is your own expectation. That Lord, well, I thank God for what you have done for my sister or my brother. And then you are staying focused. So because you are not agitating, because you are not doubting because you have not said that a lot because that's always the first thing we say it i've been there you heard that so 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 person has ah lord why are you leaving me like this we begin to cry we begin to complain we begin to murmur and when you do that you that means that you are not in faith that means you are not expecting somebody who is expecting even if you heard that your neighbor gave birth another person if you just take it as normal news Ah, oh, glory to God. Thank God for this person. Hallelujah. And then you are back to yourself because you are facing your own cause. You are not allowing what you have heard truncate your own uh, expectation. Do you see that? So what then do you do? What then do you do when you hear that people are sharing their testimonies? What then do you do when you hear that someone's expected delivery date has come? Number one, you should genuinely rejoice with them. Genuinely. So sometime back, um, I had a couple of friends who kept on sharing so many testimonies in line with what I was trusting the Lord for. And initially, the first response for, was for me to murmur and say, Lord, didn't I serve you enough? Didn't I this? Until the Lord began to teach me. That no, your being angry about this does not change your own situation. So the Lord taught me what to do. And genuinely, when they send some of those posts on Facebook or social media, I'm always the first person to respond. Oh, my darling, congratulations. I'm so grateful because I know that my being angry or being sad about that doesn't, doesn't even change my situation and doesn't even reduce them either. So I, I'm, I'm so grateful. Sometimes if I have access, I call. Sometimes if I have opportunity, I sow into that thing because it's like I'm saying, ah, Lord, if you have done this for this person, then mine is on the way. I'm grateful for this person. You should genuinely rejoice. When you do that, you are demonstrating the highest level of faith 
towards God to say, ah, so God, you are still faithful. You are still in the business of helping people and doing things for people. Do you see that? The next thing you do after genuinely rejoicing with them is to reassure yourself that for God to have done it for this person then is an indication that he is still faithful. So it's like you are now looking to God and you are saying to God, ah, ah, this God, you are faithful. What a faithful God you are. That means that you are still in the business of helping your own children. You are are reminding God of his almightiness and I mean, it's like praising God. This time around, it's not even about the person or about you, but you are looking up to God to say so. You are a God who says a thing and he does it. And when you do that to God, you know how, how, how happy he is with you that you believe in him and that you trust in him. The last thing you do is thanksgiving. You, 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 are, you are thankful in anticipation. You are rejoicing. You are like, ah, Lord, I thank you because mine is on the way. You are grateful. You are thanking Lord, the Lord in anticipation. You know, when, you're, when you pray, I'll say this on a final note. When you pray, you are, you are, you are, you are like, Lord, I thank you. Uh, when you pray to God for something, you know, you can wait for it before you begin to rejoice. Am I right? But when you are rejoicing before that thing comes, then you have tied God's hands. Then you are like, <laughs> then God is like, I have no choice but to do these things. So it's like you tying God's hands. It's like you saying, Lord, there is no reverse on this. It's like you committing God or, 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 or making God to, to, to be fully to be fully aware that my, my that hey your daughter is waiting oh lord and i know you will not leave me stranded i pray that this what you've heard this morning will help you to steward god's promises for your life the focus this morning is on testimonies what do you do when you see people when you hear people share the kind of testimonies that you are trusting the lord for when you do that then i'm, I'm assuring you that you're definitely next in line to share your own testimony God bless you all. Amen.